So another cash rate hold from the RBA this month, which may come as sweet relief to mortgage holders around the country. But is is it only temporary relief? Uh, could we see Governor Lowe deliver another rate hike in his final month as governor? Well, let's see what Judo Bank's Chief Economic Advisor, Warren Hogan, thinks. Warren, thanks for joining us on the Savings Tip Jar. Thanks for having us on the show. Thanks for being a repeat guest and a friend of the Savings Tip Jar podcast, Warren. Um, so just straight up, what did you make of the RBA decision just then? Uh, yeah, look, it looks like the new government's finally having some influence on the RBA with the new board members coming from the union movement. We've now seen them uh, explicitly push out the return to inflation by six months to the end of 2025. If we had a known this, of course, last week, uh, we wouldn't have forecast a cash rate increase because basically what they're saying is we're not raising rates, we're going to live with inflation for longer. That has a range of implications, not least that it's going to bring the misery to the broader community for longer. Um, people on fixed incomes who are suffering from the cost of living pressures will experience that for longer. It's also a transfer of wealth from the broader community to the government uh, through higher taxation and bracket creep. But putting aside all those sorts of things, the bottom line is they leave us open to them getting it wrong on the economy. Now, most central banks at this stage of the game, as we saw last week with the Fed and the ECB, some pretty serious players in our world, uh, take out insurance. They want to make sure they get rid of this inflation. Um, the RBA is not doing that. And of course, if the economy uh, proves resilient, and I think a rising housing market's a pretty good sign of that, um, then they're going to be in a situation where inflation could get away from them next year and they'll have no choice but to jack up rates so hard they'll put the economy into a deep, bad recession, which we didn't have to have. So it's a pretty big momentous day, actually. It's only been half an hour, but the more I think about it, the more we've just seen a massive strategic policy change in this country. So, Warren, as I touched on in the intro there, uh, we've still got one more month left of uh, Phil Lowe. Do you think perhaps that'll be the time for him to deliver uh, another rate hike before new Governor Michelle comes in? Yeah, look, I think he's going to be forced to because the last week's CPI was pretty good, but it's an absolute illusion. It was a one-off soft quarter. We're going to get the monthly indicator from the ABS for July, and we know on the 1 July that's the important time for price increases in this economy because it's the start of the new financial year in Australia. And we know that not only do all the administered prices that are indexed go up, and they're going to be indexed big time on the back of some high inflation in the last year, but we've known heaps of announcements that came through from the private sector, insurance companies and transport logistics. And they're just the ones that they talked about it. Most people don't tell people when they put their price up. I think we've seen the Melbourne Institute indicator yesterday was up uh, 0.8 in the month. Our Judo Bank PMIs for July picked up price increases across the whole services and manufacturing sector. They're going to see that and they're going to realize that you know they're just too skinny at 4.1 but it doesn't change what's happened today today they've changed the whole game on monetary policy um in my view on the back of what was very dovish monetary policy anyway i mean the, uh, the governor low has just done as little as he possibly has to he's well below what rates are in other countries overseas so i think that you might get one more but they're not they're not prepared to go hard on this they're not prepared to take they're not determined to get inflation down basically they're lying to us so you mentioned that dr lowe's a little bit dovish um that's probably putting it politely um does the new incoming governor change anything given she's also had 40 years at the central bank um and especially around the rba review there's there's going to be more scrutiny a bit more transparency um arguably into the in the rba from uh, 2024 um so does that change anything 
It does. It does. You know, we're going to see the new Monetary Policy Board have non-RBA people outstrip RBA people. These appointments will come directly out of Treasury uh, and therefore the government. You know, one of the first things I was ever told as an economist by my father, who was a professor before I even thought about doing economics, was all the Treasury cares about is revenue. And that's why they like inflation. They at least like it at the start until it wrecks the economy and they get no revenue. But right now, the Treasury is loving all this revenue they're getting from this inflation. And they're going to appoint these people on this sort of whole new care economy sort of mantra from Albo. And I think they're going to stuff it up personally. Um, but yeah, she won't She won't have control of monetary policy. And despite any of her instincts are to take some risk, sort of, you know, some insurance out, you might say, I don't think they'll let us. So things have changed a lot. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, people like me, it's the worst fears of playing out. Some pretty strong views there, Warren. Um, let's talk about the, uh, you know, the, the so-called fixed rate, a mortgage cliff that uh, a lot of people were talking about quite a few months ago and seems to, the talk seems to have died off quite a bit. But um, I think we're kind of in the middle of that, um, you know, the, the sort of peak in the, in the wave of fixed rate mortgages expiring. Do you think to some extent that is doing some of the RBA's heavy lifting with some of those rates going from two to, you know, reverting to, you know, over 6% uh, and perhaps that's driving a sharp cutback in, in spending? Yeah, look, it is. And, and we've already seen a lot of it. As you said, we're about halfway through. Um, and I think we'll start to see spending slow a lot more in the back half of the year. But the question is whether that's enough. Um, but there is no doubt that we're going to have quite a, what you call a nominal shock. That is, interest rates have moved up so much that people's funding costs have shifted and then they're going to have to really rethink what they're doing. And some people, I think, are having to sell their property. I mean, I think the reason listings are so high through the winter is that people are opportunistically and very smartly taking advantage of this buoyant market to reduce the risk in their own lives. Um, when we're not going to see, though, a you know, subprime type force selling wave or anything like that emerge on the back of this is my strong feeling. And the simple reason is people have jobs. Um, I think the most important piece of data in the last month was the employment numbers, which are just unbelievably strong. You know, we've been bringing in all these people in the, this sort of catch-up phase of the um, post-pandemic immigration plans, which is great, but it's all happening in the space of 12 months. But then they're coming in and they're getting, all getting jobs. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of distress enter the housing market. I think we're seeing a very orderly adjustment. Um, and that's good. But is it going to, you know, sitting behind all this is the highest inflation in two generations, um, the tightest labor market in 50 years. Um, it just seems to me like the, the, the balance of risks is, is sort of skewed at the moment, but that's not why the reserve banks reading it. So, the economy will slow for sure, um, but I don't think it's going to fall over. For sure, Warren, we'll just ask you one more thing. Um, so um, you mentioned immigration coming in, you know, from now and into 2024. To, to what extent could that be kind of masking the numbers, making them look better than they are? So with you know, with regards to you know, unemployment, you said that was still uh, incredibly strong and aided by a strong uptick in employed in, in jobs and um, so on. Um, and also gdp figures as well um where like what do you make of that and are, are they kind of making the government look look better than what they're actually achieving yeah well i mean they certainly give us a greater chance of avoiding a technical recession which we know is the worst fear of the treasurer and probably the prime minister um but 
you know, it, it does complicate the efforts to slow demand in the economy because in the end, the problem is this economy is out of equilibrium. It's out of whack. Our demand is what running above its supply. That's what's creating inflation domestically. And of course, until you get that demand and supply back into some sort of balance, you're not going to get rid of the inflation. And you run the risk, of course, that the inflation deteriorates if there's some other shock down the track. So, you know, it's, it's, it's what I, the way I describe it is it, it's increased labor supply, which should, you know, all else being equal, reduce wage risks. Wage is really racing away because you're bringing more people in. But it's no silver bullet to the problems we face. It's, it's going to add to demand in the economy. Um, the one thing that the RBA is probably relying on, in fact, the forecasts on Friday, which are updated, should show this is we can get that unemployment rate up to about four, four and a half without a lot of job losses because we've just got so many people coming into the economy. Um, but at the moment, they're coming in and they're getting jobs, which of course means they're going to be spending. So I think the real risk is that the economy just doesn't slow enough because of this. It um, seems to be you know, something the Reserve Bank isn't, isn't concerned about. Warren Hogan, thank you so much for your time on uh, what's a very busy day for economists such as yourself. Uh, really appreciate your insights. And yeah, cheers again for joining us on the Savings Tip Jar. Fantastic. Anytime, guys. Have a great Thanks, one. Thanks, Warren. Yeah, you too.